I don't know if tonight's gonna work out too well because I've got a, a three-year-old on my lap who is not tired, so I may just hang out for a little bit and then bail because he's not sleepy. She's supposed to be in bed already. Yeah, well, sleep is for closers. Time's up. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener, to QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, April eighth, twenty twenty one. We're your hosts, Tanabon, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, hi gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is the QQ review roundup, wrap up, review. I don't know of shit that happened in the last uh, year in terms of movies and films that we haven't got to talk about on mic. So, uh, yeah, we haven't all watched the same shit because we suck. And we were like, fuck it, we're just going to micro-QQ review this shit, and I'll figure out the title later. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan. All right. Some kind of plan. Ruli, do we have a special guest this evening? Uh, we have my daughter. She's sitting here drawing, so she may speak up, but she's been a good sport thus far, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see how this goes. The most adorable episode of the QQ cast ever. All right, well, uh, Ruli, since we don't know how long you're going to be able to last, let's start with you. What do you want to QQ review? Well, we already started talking about it a little bit in the mic check, so I'll just go with uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, really, really good movie, if you know what expectations you're setting before you go into it. Uh, if you start watching the movie expecting to see like a masterpiece of like Lord of the Rings caliber type thing, with like literally references and all this other stuff, it's going to not be a, your your cup of tea but if you're going in you know thinking it's going to be specific rim with a bunch of giant things fighting each other lots of eye candy you're gonna have a good time so okay well can you give us the actual uh that was a good summary can you give us the can you give us the qq review what was what was did you have preconceptions what surprised you good bad you don't have to do like 20 minutes of that but what's uh, what do you think conceptions is um did you guys see skull island nope oh, well if you saw Skull Islands, I think that's a good like, set up for it. It's just like a bunch of silly giant beast action. So that's kind of what I expected. And um, yeah, you know, just like King Kong uses a, um, a fighter jet as a ninja star. So if you've got like those yeah. kind of visual gags and silliness that you think that's cool, then like, yeah, like that's what I was expecting. And that's what I got. So um expectations met but like I, I i think i'm very good at setting those expectations for different types of movies you know it's just like if i want to see something from like the uh what is it the a24 group you know i kind of know it's going to be some you know art house movie but it's it's Godzilla versus kong so i i know what i'm getting into but it just it's weird because a lot of people didn't and that kind of blew my mind but i mean whatever to each their own so then what surprised you um what surprised me that it is um i would dare to classify this almost as like a pixar movie because since like most of the time you're following godzilla and kong in a giant cityscapes and hollow earth that is just like all cgi it's not really a real movie it's an animated movie so a uh, very little human stuff and the human stuff that's there is your time to go pee or go buy popcorn <laughs> or just go do something else that was the big complaint about the previous movies right there's too much human stuff oh uh, yeah but i, I think it kind of like followed the original trajectory of how like the godzilla movies worked were just like the first original original one was you know this kind of like commentary of you know 
Japan being afraid of, you know, what's the next nuclear problem that they're going to have and kind of, I guess, personifying it, even though it's an animal, just kind of putting that into something a little bit more tangible and a little bit more fantasy at the same time. So, you know, the, the people aspect of it, of it was a pretty important. But now we've kind of gotten to the stage of Godzilla where it's just like, which big monster is fighting the other big monster? All right. And so the good would be the, the monster fights, clearly. Obviously. And the bad would be the humans. Pretty much. And as long as you go into it without expectation, I think you'll you'll be set up for a good movie watching time. So then what's your verdict? How many cues? Um give it I'll give it one. Because it's it's pretty awesome, but I think it's not everyone's cup of tea. But I think it's if it uh if it hits the spot, it's really gonna hit the spot. Um if it's not for you, then yeah, you're gonna be like, Why did I spend an hour and a half watching this ridiculous movie? So if you're into the kaiju movies, it's zero cues then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's high praise, man. Zach, does this make you want to go watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters versus King Kong, King of the Jack Black movies? That's all I got. I mean, I did like Jack Black in Skull Island, but I like Jack Black in everything. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, I watched Pacific Rim. I liked Pacific Rim, all of them, and the animated show now. Uh, I Yeah, I will probably see it. I I, I kind of have to, and yet yeah, Ninja Star fighter jet sounds just perfect for a particular <laughs> so, mood. So my minor correction: um, this has nothing to do with the the Jack Black King Kong. That one's that oh, one's no, done. Oh no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, just making sure. Bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like like every every reboot. Like I honestly forgot. I'm like that was a movie, wasn't it? Um, so. Yeah, it's with so many little permutations of the MonsterVerse. Yeah, it, it is easy to get confused. How many movies now are in the MonsterVerse? Is this just four, the two Godzillas and a King Kong? Or is this is there more than that? No, I think it's four. That's, I mean, that's still not bad, in all honesty. The MonsterVerse. All right, Zach, what are we talking about next? Um, that's a good question. I actually have a couple. I want to talk about uh, Invincible, though. It's still running, but have you guys seen any of that yet? No. What is this? I feel like I should know this. I, so, I am aware of it, and I was debating actually getting into the comic before even uh, the the show came out, but the show has my attention. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Yeah, no. Um, so it's an Amazon show, uh, animated show, and it's... Uh, based on like you said really there's a comic series the premise is you know alternate universe um think not not marvel what's the other one dc sort of characters uh but they're complete knockoffs like there is a superman he's omni man there is a batman he's darkwing i think Duck. uh yeah exactly and others, um, but uh, this show yeah, sounds dangerous. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the the main character is the son of Superman, the son of Omni Man, and he's, you know, Superman's half alien in the show. It's I forget exactly what they call it. It's Ver, Verillion, Vertruvian, whatever. It starts with a V. Uh, so this kid is half alien and he starts to develop superpowers. Um, yeah, so it is a little bit of a coming of age, a little bit of a murder mystery. There's, 
weirdness and darkness, and it's very, very graphically violent in some places. Um, I have to imagine that it's a solid adaptation of the comic because they uh, they call back directly to the the comic in their intro and their credits, so they're definitely you know pulling from the source material. Uh, this is not like inspired by or based on the comics by. This is seems like a pretty direct adaptation. So that's cool. I kind of want to go back and check out the comics now, having seen this show. And what service is it on? Uh, this one's on Amazon. Okay. I, I forget what they call their service now. It used to be Amazon Instant Video. Now it's something else. Amazon Video. Just Prime Video, video? I think. Prime Video. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, uh, are, yeah. Are, are they doing, like, the uh, full season release? Or are they going the new pattern of uh, releasing no. an episode every week? Yeah, it's an episode every week. Uh, they come out on Fridays, and it is still running. So you might wait a little bit. Uh, but the episodes are also long. Uh, I think each one is, like, 45 minutes or something, uh, which is unusual for animation. So... Yeah, it, it's it's nice meaty bits that you get every week. Uh, I don't mind it so much for this particular show, but uh, yeah, next, the last episode came out tonight. I guess I haven't seen it, but so far it's been pretty good. Well, so uh, again, uh, I guess you didn't have preconceptions; you hadn't watched anything before. Yeah, um, which means nothing would have surprised you. So, what's what is the good and the bad, and then the verdict? Good, <sighs> X, bad, Y. Ah, let's see. So the good, um, the animation is great. The voice acting is fine. The story is compelling. Um, really like the action sequences, and yeah, the characters are fun. It's it's fun. That's that's the good. The bad, ah, uh, can be a little bit campy at times, and a lot of the references are kind of super on the nose, which is sort of the point. So I give it a pass, but. Um, yeah, now it's, it's, there, there's not a whole lot of bad to it. Like if you're, if you're into superhero shows, it's, it does a pretty good job. Uh, it's not quite like, uh, Miles Morales and Spider-Verse, uh, epic, but it is, it is pretty solid. I was hoping for something more in the vein of, like um, uh, Archer or a show like that, you know. <laughs> I know it was. I know this is not a PG show, uh, and for the most part, it delivers. It does a pretty good job of, you know, catching the like the good parts of the humor that you can do in a show like that. You know, the just wild, wacky shit that animation lets you do, and uh, also still has some. Pretty pretty compelling, serious undertones to it. Like, there is a mystery going on in this show right now, and I'm excited to see how it resolves. So, yeah, there's there's mostly good, not a whole lot of bad that I could point out specifically without, you know, I guess, diving into really nitty, nitpicky details. But, uh, yeah. All right. And so your verdict would be, with, having watched, with not having watched the last episode yet, your verdict would be? Uh, so far, zero cues. Like, go watch it. It's good. Oh, you're so easy to please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 
gentlemen, I have a major, a couple of major throwbacks is what I think I'm going to do. So I have been watching, um, and this is like over the course of the past few months, I'd say every other month I've watched one movie on uh, the YouTube movies because they're free, or at least they're free when you have premium, I don't know. And so I got some random ones here for you folks. Um, so there's a Rodney Dangerfield movie called Back to School. Are you guys familiar with this? I think it's from the 80s. Vaguely. Vaguely. But it's it's what Rod, Rodney and Dangerfield goes back to college. Yeah. So it's it's actually pretty funny. If you like Rodney Dangerfield, you'll probably like this. It's just it's a vehicle for him. Um, what's really funny about the movie to me is that it it really like it's kind of like just it should have been called the Good Capitalist because Rodney Dangerfield is just you know this self-made millionaire who just you know turns his nose up at you know standard aristocracy or standard money and constantly is just trying to like treat people around him like paying for all the books for people at school or like throwing these big parties and trying to make people happy and it's like it's just this weird thing of like oh man nowadays in like the you know the the 2000s um and i'm not trying to get political i'm not trying to get into anything but like you know we have billionaires who are you know not necessarily known for being particularly philanthropic and this movie is about the self-made millionaire who's just constantly throwing his money around and making making schlubs happy and and just, you know, again, being the good, quote unquote, good capitalist is what I would call it. It's it's almost surreal if you think about it from like a social commentary standpoint. But otherwise, just, you know, it's Rodney Dangerfield doing his his shtick and it's pretty funny. So um, I'm, I'm going to give it the endorsement of saying I think maybe in this day and age, it's a comedy and comedies age probably, you know, the least well of all movie genres. So maybe it's a cue. But I think honestly, it's, it's kind of like zero if you're into that mode, if you're like, oh, I want to watch a screwball 80s comedy fucking go watch back to school it's pretty funny it, again it surprised me um that it wasn't horribly horribly dated it surprised me that i was i was still enjoying it and again it's it's this almost weird if you look at it again from a social lens like this this capitalist lens it's it's very funny to me um so yeah there's what, there's my random ass QQ review what's for you, the Jess. gimmick for him going back because like i don't know why i keep thinking of like uh the adam sandler one and brewster's millions and um van wilder it's it almost <laughs> sounds like a combination of all those yeah. at least those were probably an inspiration for those movies so yeah, he, he loves his son like he and his son have a good relationship his son is in college and is like getting ready to like you know quit or doesn't like it and Rodney Dangerfield is going through a divorce because his wife only cares about money and is cheating on him. And and so he's like, okay, well, fuck it. I want to go hang out with my son. I love my son. So I never got a college degree and my son's getting dropping out. Let's do it together. And so he enrolls in school just to go be with his son. Again, it, it's the good capitalist. It's it's just so funny. But yeah, that's that's the deal. Right on. So, so was um, was there anything shocking that uh, probably wouldn't pass? Uh, basically would he get cancelled by any of the stuff because it, there seems to be a lot of praise and I know like his type of humor is oh, I yeah. wouldn't say dated but it's just like there, there are some things like you know it's just like Richard Pryor and all of them right where it's just like oh, yeah. you listen to some of their stuff and you're like this wouldn't work anymore but like yes. everyone has deep cups like that yeah it, you know in all honesty there's really only like one I would tell you particularly problematic element and that's at one of the parties that he throws like his you know not quite girlfriend Catches him, catches him in a jacuzzi with a bunch of uh, college girls, but it's not overt. Like it, it's not like clearly he's about to get laid, or it's not like um, I, I don't know. Like that, that's probably the one part that is is particularly problematic. Otherwise, he's just trying to woo this college professor who's you know supposed to be dating someone else. So I guess that's kind of problematic. But 
Um, actually, in watching it, I was kind of surprised that it, it didn't have what I would have said are more problems like that. It wasn't something that you'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that shit would be canceled today because there's a lot of stuff that hasn't aged well. Um, so really not bad, I think, in that regard. Yeah, you I'm trying one, to think. You said one Q, Tom? Well, I, I think, again, any... I mean, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't aged well in terms of comedy, but I don't know. I mean, I think if you're in the mood for an 80s comedy, it would be zero cues. Honestly, I, I do think so. I would say it's still good. It's still funny. I enjoyed it. It's not particularly problematic, as you just asked. So, I mean, if, if you're in, if you're up for that, I'd say zero cues. But, you know, on the grand scheme of, like, if you're going to sit down and watch a movie, I'd probably get a cue. But um, it's a screwball 80s comedy, man. Like, it's, I don't know. It, it aged pretty well for what it is. Remarkably so, honestly. I mean, we all love to, to think of Caddyshack as being absolutely hilarious because there are elements of Caddyshack that are absolutely hilarious. There's a lot of problematic shit <laughs> in that movie, too. I wouldn't say that about, about uh, Back to School. Not nearly as much. It's actually surprising. I know. I, I, I was surprised when I watched it, believe me. Noise. So, okay, really back to you. Okay, this, this is a super tiny, small, bite-sized one where you, y'all, y'all might be able to watch it. I don't think I can watch it right now with y'all given my uh, current audience. Uh, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll put it here. Y'all can watch it. Um, but it's pretty much the uh, the latest uh, Lil Nas X video, um, which has been a delight to see more of the uh, backlash and kind of like the side stuff going on on uh, with with the uh, with all the controversy and everything going around it, like so, are you all familiar with any of this at all? No, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, this doesn't ring any kind of bells. Do you, do you know uh, Old Town Road guy? I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You've, you've never heard the old Old Town Road? Gonna, gonna Sing take the your song Duda Duda. Gonna take your horse and just drive it to your cat no more. Hey, Zach, you know what the hell he's talking about? Uh, you know, I remember seeing stuff referencing Old Town Road, and I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't have your finger on the cultural zettergeist anymore. I'm Come old. <laughs> don't care. Don't know what's going on. There's too many memes. So, so uh, to, to sum it up, um, d- d- dude's gay. And he came out, like, after he hit his massive popularity and stuff like that. So uh, once he got the popularity, he kind of embraced all his, uh, his his sexuality and stuff. And he's been putting it into his art. And, um, I mean, there's if you're if you're all curious in watching the video, there's one scene that has um, people just going completely crazy and um, talking about him being a devil worshiper. Oh. I would spoil it, but also it's kind of hilarious to see in, in action, so I'm, I'm, that's why I was saying. Kind of curious if you want to watch the video. If not, I'll just totally spoil it right now. Lil Nas X, Monstero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm watching that. this now, that's... and I don't know what's going on. It's excellent. <laughs> which, 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 I, the production which I think is probably more insane. fun. Yeah, it is, it's, it's incredible. Like, I want to watch an entire cinematic universe in that scenes, in the scenes that he's created for this music video. It's insane. Yeah, and, and I, I think, um, so just a couple, couple of random thoughts while you're all watching this, and, and please, if you say anything about it while you're watching it, because it is a trip. Um, I think this is one of those things where folks use their time in COVID life to really come up with a lot of gimmicks and a lot of ideas, because um, also the kind of product placements that came out of this was pretty incredible. Um this, uh, rather than going the NFT route, um, 
he released a pair of Satan-inspired shoes that supposedly have a drop of blood in them, and that only what? just led to even more oh, yeah. controversy and just more and more and more. And it's just like it's like from from a social media slash stray sound effect. Oh, he must have like he himself must be pretty awesome and have like an awesome team because like over the like the course of the week where this came out, like there was nothing like it was just constantly complaints about that. I think he got a lawsuit from Nike because the shoes were so horrible. And it's one of those things where just like you you can't you can't buy that type of free press of having like someone like <laughs> Nike sue you. Um, so all right, I'm so, at yeah. the Satan part. So yeah, see what's going on here. There's some <laughs> Satan grinding. Yeah, yeah. So so that uh that that scene in itself I think was what triggered a lot of people. Um, I I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, I think it's even, absolutely hilarious. Even the dissenting was actually like it's kind of kind of actually very artistic art house like i've never seen any imagery like that so just like um zero cues you should watch it it's it's be part of the culture zetter guys for a little while he just kills number one everywhere oh spoilers 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 (laughs) yes now he's maleficent okay disney prequel got it it's a very it's a very good video. It's also a really good song. Hundred and eight like, million views. Holy shit! No, no, no what this, this, this is this is number one right now in the charts. So you you, wow. are, you are now you now know what's going on in, in the cultural zetterguys. Do you? Are, I'm hip you're no and longer with oblivious. It. You're hip. There you go. It's so okay. zero Q. You should watch it. Oh, top that, Zach. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. The only thing that I can think even comes close is the 2004 masterpiece of uh comedy that is euro trip well you always did want to give that a QQ <laughs> review this is this is your opportunity bro, bro. Just did, did you actually, my time did you actually watch years. it recently ah <laughs> uh, recently i mean define recently i've watched it in sometime in the past year uh I got curious to see if it held up. And for the most part, it does. Uh, definitely some bits. You know, it's... God, it's hard to call something from 2004 older. But, you know, older media uh, has... It's it's a different time, you know? But Talking uh, about cancellation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there are a couple of spots that... It would probably could probably be reshot, um, but for the most part, no. It it holds up. It's just a teen comedy, and there's nothing complex or subtle about it. It has a fantastic soundtrack. Scotty doesn't know. Matt Damon is in it, uh, <laughs> and yeah, no. Just hey, let's go take all of America's worst uh, preconceptions about Europe and just assume that they're correct uh, and go on this journey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the perfect movie. Like it's, <laughs> it came out in 2004, which is the year I graduated from high school. And the opening scene is a high school graduation. So summer after I graduated, this movie comes out, and it's just like, oh, fuck yes, this is this is me. This is the time in my life right now when this came out, and it's always going to be associated with that 
just like I have no responsibilities. Let's just fuck off and have an adventure sort of motif. Um, yeah, good times. Good, good times. Go see Eurotrip. Zero cues. Negative cues. <laughs> okay, well, well oh, that's, uh, that is hard to top. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with my uh, YouTube movies uh, crap that I've been watching. Um, so the other night I was cooking dinner. This is like, yeah, like a month or two ago. I was cooking dinner. And this thing came up in my feed, and I was like, oh, man, my brother used to love this movie. I can't not I can't not click on it. And uh, I ended up watching it while I was cooking and then watching it throughout dinner and finishing it. Gentlemen, Bloodsport. <laughs> oh, my God, Bloodsport. Which, wait, That's which one? 80, the first one, the 82? Bloodsport. 82? Is it that old? Is it is it that old? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, 80s for sure. But... Uh... Yeah, no, Bloodsport's excellent. Hold on, Can you I describe Bloodsport blood for someone who has never oh. seen it before, has no idea what it is? The first one was 1988. Okay, yeah, so wow. late 80s. Yeah, that's more recent. Um, so Jean-Claude is, Van Damme goes yeah. to a fighting tournament. That's pretty much it. Yep. With some classic one-liners. Jean-Claude who? Because, again, I'm pretty sure there's... Uh... A lot of folks who don't even know who John Fonda is. JCVD. He's an Amazon star now, I think. <laughs> I never saw that one, and I heard that was pretty good, actually. I, I also heard it was good, but I never saw it. U.S. soldier Frank Dukes has come to Hong Kong to be accepted into the Kumate, a highly secret and extremely violent martial arts competition. While trying to gain access into the underground world of clandestine fighters, he... Dot, dot, dot. That's where the description cuts off, and I'm not going to click the link. <laughs> he also had to avoid military officers who consider him to be AWOL. Forrest Whitaker. Yep. After enduring a difficult training and beginning a romance with journalist Janice Kent, Leah Ayers, Frank is given the opportunity to fight, but can he survive? Yeah, now, it's it's fantastic. Bloodsport and um, Sniper, the Sniper trilogy. Never uh, saw that. Both of those, well, okay, so there's Bloodsport and Bloodsport 2, I think. I don't know if there's a third. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure he goes to 11, probably. Yeah. Oh, he's the first film in the Bloodsport franchise, so clearly there are multiples. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the Bloodsport movies and the Sniper movies. There are four. Were there are four on... Bloodsports. God, help us out. Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> both both of those both of those movie verses were just on repeat uh in our dorm in college and it, it was they they were the DVDs that would just repeat the movie uh when they were over uh so they would just cycle through and we'd just leave the player on and whatever disc happened to be in there you had the bloodsport channel <laughs> Because you'd have to, you know, switch over to the channel to get the you 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 know what I'm talking about. Do I though? We didn't have these multiple input things. You didn't have a smart remote with changing to HDMI whatever's or your VGAs. Uh, you had the the like channel three or channel two that you would flip to to see the DVD player. So we just had the Bloodsport channel on channel whatever. Uh, good good times. It's like, oh man, nothing's on. Fuck it, Bloodsport. 
Uh, yeah. So, okay. Zach has way more Bloodsport history than I do. I just remember my brother liking this movie and I fucking rewatched it. I, um, I remember it as like Mortal Kombat Light. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, man. Mortal Kombat. I need to go back and rewatch that movie, especially with the new one coming out. Mortal Kombat. The new one looks like it could be good. And I'm scared I'm super to say excited that. About it. Well, no, but it's, it's, it's the same thing like Godzilla. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get a bunch of people who have magical powers that can freeze blood and turn it to a sword and stab you with it. That's Once you have if, that expectation set, you're golden. You know what you're going to get. If there's one thing the 80s did, it was that it set the bar super-duper low. <laughs> <laughs> so if your expectations Dude. are 80s... No, like the '80s as a as a like an era of film is actually kind of awesome. There's a lot of amazing like the '80s is a weird fucking decade, but I think film was its high point. Like I know some people argue about its music, whatever, not my thing. But '80s movies are the shit, and there also were some bizarre fucking low points, admittedly. But I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a whole QQ topic in and of itself. I just Demolition Man. Like, wait, was that '80s? That was that was '90s. That was dude. '90s. That was '90s, bro. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> But uh, well, uh, which which decade was uh, Karate Kid in? Eighties. Yeah, like that was good. And now <laughs> we've now we've got uh, Cobra Kai, which I have not watched. I have not watched. Okay, put you'll you'll have to QQ that one in a second, Zach. When we get back to you. So yeah, just to wrap up, um, Bloodsport, good. Uh, some of the fights are cool. It is it is just totally drenched in eighties. There's some hilarious. Probably not entirely PC, but hilarious dialogue that's just funny and dubbed and bizarrely hilarious. Who cares if Bruce Springsteen's his Shidoshi? Like, it's it's just fucking funny. Um, bad, I don't know, everything I just said as well, drenched in the 80s. It is it, it is a solid cue, because it is it is so cheesy, so funny. Like, you will you might love it, but it's so bad. Um, it is so 80s. So yeah, uh, one one cue for Bloodsport, and I mean that as like a sincere compliment. I really want to go rewatch it now. It's free on YouTube. That's excellent. All right, Ruli, back to you. All right, I've got I've got one more, and I think Do I'm it. gonna cut out in a little bit. F- so, final lap, let's go. Um, this one was kind of surprised because I literally caught it like right before I was gonna go to bed the other day, and it kind of intrigued me for another two hours or so. And uh, this was oh, for, I think, okay, Adult Swim Junior. Uh, so as part of the uh, Adult Swim's April Fool's joke, um, they introduced this whole concept of Adult Swim Junior. Uh, they had a bunch of bumps that basically had like all the uh, popular shows as you know kid versions. So it was like the Venture Nephews, Aqua Kid Hunger Force, all these other silly things. So they didn't actually do anything. Well. They didn't actually execute on that, but for the uh, the shows themselves, they basically just redubbed them with kids. So it was kind of <laughs> hilarious to hear um, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force with kids, and like like it's funny because like I've, I've seen those countless times, so like I know the beats of it and like the the joke. So it's just like if you've never seen it before, hearing kids talking about you know taking coloring books and coloring them by themselves, you know, in what? the bathroom is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> Uh, the other episode I caught was uh, Rick and Morty. It was the um, episode where the parasites come in and it's you know they have the butler and introduces Mr. Poopy Hands. But uh, everything was kid cleaned up and kid voices. So you know, oh, oh, 
like there was there's a scene where like Rick is uh, going through all his catchphrases and they're all kid versioned and it just it's just cracking me up. So um, <laughs> I don't know if it's available anywhere else. There might be like some streams or something. It might have been like one of those like you had to be there things, which I think is also like kind of the charm. Um, but it was uh, pretty hilarious. So zero Q is just totally totally watch an episode like that. You'll you'll crack up. Wow. Okay. That sounds excellent. I really loved when they did like. Uh, the Rick and Morty stuff especially is, is fun. Like Royland and uh, what's his name? They'll, the court reading, especially. Oh God, that one is, that is that? so classic. That is so funny. Print like, a real transcript. It's so good. Yeah. It's a real transcript. And he just did the voices. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that is, is fantastic. Recontextualized Rick and Morty is fun. Uh, All right, Zach. Back to you. Are you going to do Cobra Kai or you want to do something else? You know, yeah. We did we we haven't done Cobra Kai yet. No, I haven't watched it, but I hear it's good. It is I, good. I, I haven't seen it, and every time like I see some news about it, like it's a YouTube show or a Netflix show. Like I don't even know like what channel it's actually on. It's Netflix. But um yeah, no, they they wrapped the second season uh I think end of last year. And uh it's yeah. The end of the first season, it was fine. Like it was, it, it was, it was good. It, there's a lot of nostalgia to it, and that was kind of the point. Um, you know, the, the best part about this series is that they have so many of the original actors from the Karate Kid movies just reappearing in their aged current selves. Um, it's just a it, it's a time skip for real, and you know it was it was contemporary then. It's contemporary now, or I guess the movies were contemporary. The show is also contemporary, but it's a different time period. Um, yeah, it, it's it does a really really good job of fleshing out this like world that these people lived in the uh, conflicts that they had, the relationships in a way that you never expected to need fleshing out. Um, And so everything that they do is just, it's nostalgic and fresh at the same time. I don't know quite how to describe it. It just hits this really neat frisson point where you're like, Oh, I, I recognize these, these characters and I, sort of understood their motivations but now they're giving me so much more depth and yeah it's it's a lot of fun um there is karate is it a sequel after the third one or is it just only pick up after the first one uh no after all of the movies okay so this is this is like linear time sequenced stuff um and in really well after like I don't remember when the the last movie came out, but you know, the the show is taking place in current day, or I guess 2019. They don't really talk. They they don't acknowledge that there's a pandemic or anything like that. But um, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. You know, everybody's it, got smartphones now. Does it reference the next Karate Kid? Do you, do you guys not, think that then... any shows are going to reference the pandemic? Like, I, so far, I don't think anything's like return to production and like everybody's put on masks kind um, of thing. I mean, I've seen some like the Law and Order stuff and like the uh, the Fox like nine one one and you know 
firefighter ambulance people shows that they have have some COVID plot lines, but nothing like like serial sitcom type thing. Yeah, there hasn't been there hasn't been a whole lot in what I've seen that's really treated it as a, the pandemic would be its own character, right? And nobody seems to want to add that character, and I can understand why. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, the Cobra Kai, it's it's good, um, way better than I thought it would be, and really makes the movies better in retrospect, which is an accomplishment. Um, so the show is good. You should definitely watch it. Zero cues for me. Okay, noted. Uh, there are three seasons or four now? How many seasons are there? Uh, two are released. They're working on the third. Okay. And you'd say zero cues for both seasons? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, the second season continues this, like, it, it, it was good in the first place, and it doesn't necessarily get better. It just stays good. So that's honestly better than I think a lot of shows could hope for. I don't know. I have no complaints. All right. Not bad. Not bad. And that's on Netflix now, right? It started yes. on YouTube Red and then that went away. Now it's Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I will say that kind of tips my interest in the need to watch category because like, I, I, I saw like all the like the hype around it and I think pretty much everyone's been kind of saying the same things you are in the sense of like it's been consistently good so i think that's always important for a show especially once it gets in like the second or third season because you know sometimes it's just kind of like plummets after the first kind of pilot because they run out of ideas yeah no they they've managed to keep the they've managed to balance the conflict of the characters like there there is a fairly central conflict in the characters with also fleshing these characters out giving them that depth and letting them grow. Um, the conflict evolves over the course of the first season. It evolves again in the second season, but it doesn't exactly. It, it, it's it, it doesn't go down to a simmer or anything. It doesn't diminish. Uh, it just changes, and that's compelling. I think. Um, and it's really cool that they've managed to keep that going for even two seasons now. So we'll see what happens in the third. I think it's going to be... I, I, I honestly think that the third season should probably be the last. And I hope that it is. Because I think that they can do what they set out to do in those three seasons. And if it keeps dragging on past that, it would probably li live past its its expiration date. But... I am still looking forward to the third season. So, yeah, it, it's a good show. Cool. Noted. All right. Well, um, so I guess I'll, I'll wrap up with doing one more movie. Now, this time I didn't watch on YouTube movies. This I watched with some friends. We've been doing like remote uh, Discord movie nights. Um, I watched, finally, I'd never seen it, the original Tron. You guys seen it? Oh, yeah. I mean, a forever ages ago. Ages ago, yeah. <laughs> this, this was your first time seeing it, Tom? Yeah, I had never, I had never seen it. So, um, uh, I, I never even, I've never seen Legacy, I've never seen Tron, I've never seen anything with Tron. I just know, like, you know, the light cycle memes and stuff. Um, so it was, it is not great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's no. a product of its time. It's, you know, visually very striking. 
Uh, the graphics are are neat and stylized, but the storytelling is, you know, a bit sloppy. And I like I like all the lead actors. Um, you know, Jeff Bridges is so unbelievably charismatic, and I like Bruce Boxleiter, but um, it's it's not great, guys. It's not great. I see why it was memed like crazy. I see why it was so unique, but. I don't know about this one. I don't know how well it's aged. Although I do want to live in a reality where all the cool people are hanging out at arcades and just that's what cool adults do is hang out yeah, at arcades. Yeah, right? Like, what a vision of technology in the future. You remember the show Reboot? <laughs> yes. Yeah, same vibe. Was that the CGI one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad it turned around and was good again. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Tron. Good old Tron. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to add. I, I think, again, I would give it. I mean, truth be told, I wouldn't want to watch it again, so I might have to give it two cues. But like, it's so unique, and you learn about where the, the origin of memes. So, I, I guess I'd give it a cue, but it's it's not. <laughs> it is worth watching once. <laughs> Sure, I'll totally agree with that. I will 100% agree with that. Um, experience it, and then be done. <laughs> um, so I'm guessing like the special effects probably held up quite a bit, because I know that was kind of what... The aesthetic is what the movie's known for, not any of the personification of computer stuff, which I still didn't even get in the latest ones, but like, uh, did, you, did you dig all the aesthetics and stuff? Was that probably the, is that still the best-selling point of that movie? Um, it's so hard to answer that question this day and age, because again, like, I understand that for its time, it was so unique and aesthetically so interesting, but, and I guess you could, like, it's, oh, dude, it's so hard. It's, it's like asking is, are Atari games, like, you know, the original Pong and, you know, um, uh, Pitfall and stuff like that, like, you know, was that aesthetically interesting? And they're iconic in a sense but they don't have the personality that even 8-bit video games might have and i kind of feel like when you look at the graphics of tron for the most part that's kind of what you're seeing is like okay wow the genesis the origin of of digital effects but in and of themselves they're not particularly unique and i, I feel like an asshole being this critical of tron but like it just ah, i don't know it just uh. it's it's an artifact and if you treat it a little bit like an artifact and try to appreciate it from the point of view that you're watching something that had its place in cinematic history then yeah i think it holds up pretty well but you're definitely going to be looking at it through a lens of oh we've seen these techniques iterated on and perfected in other films since this is very, very cool. And it definitely is at least internally consistent. Like this isn't the B movie where you see the guy with the boom mic in the background or, uh, you know, the, the paper cut out monster blurred out in the background. Um, it is cohesive in its look and feel. I mean, and I think not. that's the best that you could really hope for if you're, if you're trying to enjoy it today. But like you said, it's not so much that anything in there is super groundbreaking or uh, compared to the effects that we have now, even super visually impressive. It's the 
it's the artifactness of it. Yeah, I, I will totally agree with that. Because other movies that, and I don't know, we'll have time to QQ review this, but like other movies I've watched in, in recent months have been like, I watched uh, Flash Gordon and I watched uh, Buckaroo Banzai, which is the most what the fuck movie. Um, but like Flash Gordon is visually stunning. Like even to this day, visually stunning and bizarre and amazing. More so than tron even though tron is a better movie <laughs> it's definitely made a better cultural impact like the sets and the style are way cooler for fucking flash gordon i like i mean way fucking cooler so it's i don't know it's so hard to gauge some of these old things um but zach i like the way you described it it is an artifact and it's worth experiencing once i could not agree more i'm not trying to 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 speak ill of of uh tron so really i think that was way more of an answer to your question than you wanted um, no, but that, that's a good answer i mean it, it's kind of like you appreciate it, but it's also it, it kind of it's almost on the verge of like doing your homework to kind of understand kind of the history of film, you know, memes and stuff. So, um, yeah, good answers. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I think that was the the final lap there. Because um, really, I'm guessing I'm guessing you're you're about ready. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week. Maybe we will pick up our last podcast and get back to 2010 reboots instead of instead of sequels or prequels um or maybe i'll finally tell the, the difference yeah, who knows <laughs> who fucking knows or maybe i'll finally do the homework about looking into the most amazing movie sets and television sets and oh, i tried doing that homework it was way harder than it sounds seo is difficult um yeah who knows we'll figure it out maybe there'll be some news i don't know dear listener i don't even know why i try to tease what we're going to talk about next week we don't have a fucking clue <laughs> uh zach really thanks again Thank you, Tom. Yay. Sophia, thanks for joining us. Oh, she's knocked out. Okay, good. Uh, good. All right. And until next time, dear listener. Shh, QQ, go to sleep. <laughs> Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. If you like what you hear, check out our website at qq-cast.com. We have multiple types of podcasts, quests, news, reviews, and our choose-your-own-adventure podcast, The QQ Adventure. That website, again, is qq-cast.com. Now, please remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends and family, not of their co-workers or co-hosts, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality.